Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries. Plus, hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews. Get a sneak peek at upcoming features and hear from surprise guests. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, who creates really great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just those everyday celebrations. They really are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, mamas and their littles. They really just are for anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who are believers in effortless, stylish fashion, and who never show up empty-handed. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Hi, welcome to our very first episode of Speaking of Gifts. You're here with uh, Lenise Willis, your editor-in-chief. And Amory Earl, managing editor. And Alex Herring, senior editor. And we're so excited about doing a new podcast. Um, so let's chat about, first of all, the New York Tabletop Show just concluded last Friday. So that's yes. very big news. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll actually be digging into that later in this episode. And surprise, we have our first special guest. Uh, Christy Forbes will be joining us later. Um, she is the director and SVP of 41 Madison. And we're going to be picking her brain about how the show went and what hot tabletop trends we're going to have. Um, so that will be after our gift gab segment. But first, let's chat about some of the top stories that have been going on in the gift industry. Um, Amory, I know as our managing editor, you are constantly keeping our site updated um, with the latest news. So what can you tell us about this week? Yeah, well, first and foremost, um, the REA's deadline has been extended. So we are looking for the best and the brightest of retailers. We want all the submissions that you can possibly Mm -hmm. send. Um, We want to know what you're doing um, in terms of store events, visual merchandising, store design or redesign, social media outreach. We want to know it all and we want all of your images to show us everything that you're doing. That's right. We're accepting them until April 15th and that's the final, final deadline. The final, final one. We're not not extending. We're not (laughs) extending it again. Um, And yeah, I'm so excited about the REAs too. It's just a great way for us to even hear from new people. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I now have, you know, retail friends that I pick their brain on feature stories that we're working on. Um, it's just a really cool way to um, get yourself on our radar, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, and of course, when you send in those submissions and we get so many images of these beautiful stores, it can really inspire us to come up with a new story for Retailer of the Month. So even if you don't win, it's still a win-win for you because you'll still probably get featured in the magazine if we know who you are and we know how to contact you. So why not go for it? I know. That's actually our very first Retailer of the Month of our redesign was of Absolutely Fabulous, and they got on our radar just by submitting to um, the REAs. So. And I remember the images in that one were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they were beautiful. And also, it's just a huge time to party, too. <laughs> Don't forget the REAs are a really fun party. Um, we'll be doing it in New York again this year. Um, it's just a great... I love it. We always have a lot of fun. We just have... The gift industry is so fun anyway. Um, It's a great way to network and connect. And celebrate the retailers who we love. Yes, absolutely. And um, 
Alex, last year was your first year. It was. Wasn't yeah. it? How, how did you like it? Tell us your first thoughts about our REAs. <laughs> well, I remember when I walked in, I just thought the venue was absolutely beautiful because there was a lot of light coming in yeah. and you could you could feel the sun on your face. So that was lovely. And Yeah, then... that Chelsea Piers waterfront venue always takes people's breath away. It's really pretty yes. and always has those beautiful boats. And of course, it gives you an excuse to dress up in really fancy dresses that you probably wouldn't wear around the office. Um, so it was really fun and of course the food was wonderful, but I did make a really bad mistake oh, when no. I was at the REAs <laughs> oh, and no. I share Let's this story <laughs> because I don't want anyone to do what I did, so learn from my mistakes. But So while we were there, the, we had a strolling dinner and all of the hors d'oeuvres were wonderful and they also were, uh, they had a bartender there who was mixing drinks for everyone and what I wanted to ask for was a rum and coke, but when I got up there, for some reason, Vodka was what came out. <laughs> and I said, I would like a vodka and Coke, please. Oh, no. oh, no. And I said it with such happy confidence. And the bartender looked at me and he said, uh, are you sure? But I'd already You just doubled into down. It. And you're I like, said, yep. yes, I do. I want a vodka and Coke. And he made one for me. It was absolutely terrible. Oh, so. no. You should have gotten um, one of those mud pie mango mules cocktails. Yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely should have because what I had was not good. But the yeah. rest of the R.E. It's wonderful. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to host them again this year. Um, what else has been going on in the news uh, news world, Amory? Um, so MyRegistry.com just came out with some data that I think would be really interesting for our tabletop um, retailers. Um, they had just gone through their entire database of 175 million gifts to see what consumers were registering for. And specifically for wedding registries, the company found that 10 to 20% of all gifts added were some kind of tabletop item. Oh, Mm. wow. Very cool. So from, you know, China to everyday dinnerware to serveware, um, people were registering for that. So tabletop is still a very big deal with registries. and my ears perked up when you said bridal because, yes. you know, that's just kind of what I'm thinking about now. <laughs> now that I'm newly engaged, uh, I, will be... <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be also doing a bridal registry. I'm the most excited about that part. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, you get to pick your own tabletop. I know, I know. Um, and actually, so I did a feature in the March-April issue about how retailers can expand their online brand. And I actually wrote about MyRegistry.com in that feature because it's a really cool tool. I'm actually planning on using it from the consumer end for my bridal registry, I think. So basically it lets consumers create a universal registry. So when I start thinking about my bridal registry, I can register for a few things, you know, at Bed Bath & Beyond because you need some appliances and that sort of thing. (laughs) But when I go into like the Just Be Boutique, if I want some cute like home accessories, I can actually um, take pictures and do things on the app on my phone and add those those in-store items that I want into my registry and it puts it alongside of my Bed Bath & Beyond or Macy's or any sort of other registry. So it basically combines all of your online registries as well as any in-store registry that you might want as well. It's really cool from the consumer end. Um, And then from the retail end, um, you know, small independent retailers basically get 
this really cool branded gift registry in their store. Um, so anyway, it was a really cool thing. Yeah. I'm excited to, to try that out. And um, yeah, and then just talking again about that March-April issue. Um, our March-April issue is out and it's beautiful. And so you can check that feature out in there. Um, I think online branding has really been um, pretty topical. Yeah, we've talked lately. about it a lot and I think we're getting some really great information out. Yeah. Um, the last news bit that I have um, are uh, details for the National Candle Association have been released. Um, it's going to be called A Light in the Gulf, and um, it takes place June 3rd through the 6th at Naples Grand Beach Resort in Naples, Florida. Um, they're planning on offering a range of educational presentations centered on propelling organizational growth and improving candle product performance. Wow, very cool. So a lot should come out of that. Yeah, I think it will be very interesting. Uh, we're already seeing uh, some of the ways that candles can be improved upon. There's actually a candle that's uh, launching in the High Point market. Uh, it's called Ludella, and it's a, I've never seen anything like this, so it's quite exciting, but it's a smart candle, as in you can have it in your home and it will connect to Alexa or Google Home, and so you can tell your Alexa, turn on my candle, and it's actually a real flame candle. It's what? not even... The future yeah. is now. I know. <laughs> so I just thought that that was an incredible innovation for candles. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to go, because I can't even just believe that it's, that's a real flame candle. So that's quite exciting. Um, another thing that I've been seeing too is um, dual candle scents is another one where you have... Mm two cents in one. Some of them have been reversible candles where there's one scent on the top and then you flip it over and then it's another scent. So can, you can go from daytime to nighttime. That is so cool. So that's something I think is um, really interesting. But on the on the complete uh, end of the spectrum from these smart and innovative candles, mm -hmm. we also have uh, minimalist candles I think are really coming back and it's something that we talked about in the March-April issue mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, just when you think about the whole movement right now with Marie Kondo and clearing out all the clutter in your homes and, and just having what's simple and what's calming to bring tranquility into your home. I think minimal candles really fit into that theme. So we're seeing a lot of neutral colors, um, beiges, tans, creams that, um, that really just bring that warmth that you want in your home yeah. without all the dazzle of these ornate gilded finishes. Yeah, isn't like it that. crazy how a Netflix like special like completely <laughs> <laughs> took over the cleaning and even like, you know, affecting that sort of minimalist style now and people are looking for a cleaner lifestyle and kind of how they style their homes. It really is. That's just crazy to me where influences come from. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of gifts, um, are you guys ready to move on to our gift gab segment? Yeah. All right. Gift Gab, your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. So Alex, I know you do a lot of our product roundups, both mm -hmm. in print and online. Um, so what sort of product trend uh, do you want to talk about today? Yeah, well, since April is Autism Awareness Month, I really thought it would be interesting for us to take a look at gifts that are either promoting awareness or are giving back to the, the community in some way. And we did find uh, quite a few vendors who are doing this. 
Um, so we're actually going to be featuring them in a Friday Finds later this week. Okay, very um, cool. Can you give us a deck? sneak peek? What are just a few <laughs> of the people that are going to be included? Uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, Pura Vida is one. They have this really pretty, very colorful bracelet that gives 10% uh, of the net profits to Autism Society of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bracelet is multicolored, kind of like a rainbow, and that actually is to represent the diversity of people that are on the spectrum. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. I just noticed it was really beautiful. And I, I see that rainbow a lot, but I didn't actually know kind of what it meant. So that's very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and another one that we're going to be featuring as well is Beatrice Ball Ornaments. They have a... They I didn't have know the, they did ornaments. I always think of them as like... The beautiful place. Yeah, or like those beautiful serving bowls. Yeah. Okay, yeah. very cool. Uh, they do have a special ornament uh, that's uh, in the shape of a puzzle piece, which was the logo that was picked in 1963 by the National Autistic Society. Um, and they're actually giving 100% of their profits of that ornament to Autism Speak. So wow. I think that's really cool. That um, is so cool. That's generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. And it's got a, a blue ribbon hanging on it. And that blue color is actually associated with Autism Speaks because that's their logo color. So I think that there are there's some definitely some vendors doing some really nice things. So Yeah, and I love that too. I mean, we're always writing features on businesses that are giving back and telling mm -hmm. the story behind the products. I mean, that's that's a really rich story that retailers can tell with those products too. So very yeah, cool. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a story there somewhere towards the end of the year. Maybe we could write about um, things that stores are doing to help their customers who are autistic. Mm -hmm. That's autistic a good point. In some way. Yeah, um, I know there are certain days where stores will turn their lights lower and um, maybe turn the music down so that they can be a little bit more inviting. So. That might be a really interesting feature for us to write. Yeah, yeah I actually really like that. We'll make an editorial idea. note about that. That's how the magic happens, just us <laughs> chatting, <laughs> coming up with ideas just all the time. <laughs> um, and so, and we also had, so just in March, April, in our print issue, we did a backstory on Woodstock Chimes. Um, they actually have... Um, a product that gives back to the autism community as well. Um, so stay tuned because we're going to give you a little special story about that in our final segment, Add-on Tales. So make sure you keep listening for that. It's a really touching story. So Alex, what other products should retailers be keeping an eye on? Well, I think uh, kids and baby gifts are definitely still a growing category, so that's something to keep in mind. We're seeing a lot more of that, even in home decor and things. That's true, especially like I'm seeing a lot of sophisticated decor for like kids' rooms or for like the nursery kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. My son's room is very muted and very just nice, clean, lots of black and white accent and green. I was going to ask you what your um, son's nursery room looks like because Clementine's was beautiful. We it's did a photo bright. shoot in there one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I went from a rainbow bright color with my daughter to a more muted, sophisticated look for my son. He's very on trend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just we're seeing um, prints that seem really sophisticated and cool but they're still in those kind of muted pastel colors for kids um, I know we're going to be talking about that in our May issue um, coming up our lead story 
is on different types of um, kid and baby gifts, but specifically um, decor for them because that is a, a rising category for sure. Yeah, yeah we're seeing a lot of Dim Deco and Trend Lab and Blooming Biller doing some amazing things. Mm-hmm. 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 One of the things I've noticed a lot in uh, baby gifts so far is having photo props available for when you're taking those monthly progress pictures from like here's him at one month or two months or three months and you can have mm-hmm. a little note card that flips over or there are pillows that have the numbers and you can swap out the flaps to say what month they are or blankets so there's so many different ways that you can uh, have a really beautiful photo shoot for your baby if mm-hmm. you want to. I'm gonna say something controversial according <laughs> to Anne Marie. <laughs> Um, it's a real thing. So, grandmother baby showers. You're kidding me. Nope, I'm being serious. <laughs> um, you know, that was one thing that we chatted about even at Atlanta Market. Um, and we, I mean, I've been a part of some of them, you know, Have you really? having, yeah, having <laughs> a, a baby shower for um, the grandmother to be. I think it's a cool way just to get them involved if it's just for their, their friends. It's great for the gift industry. (laughs) And it's great for the gift industry. That's right. Um, (laughs) But in all seriousness, though, it is a growing category that we're seeing. Um, Well, I mean, it's a trend. It's a consumer trend. You know, so be on the lookout. Um, That could be a cool display, like grandmother shower gifts. Because they do have to have things that they're at grandma's house. For the baby or for the kids Mm -hmm. and they want to feel special too Mm -hmm. so that could be a cool little vignette in a store of of, it's a new way to show baby gifts off and of course just grandmother products in general like number one grandma picture frames just grandmother gifts in general of course i think are growing (laughs) everyone knows grandparents are probably the most excited to see the new baby after the parents yeah yeah Anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> but yeah, of I'm course, the mother like... should be the most honored. Absolutely. Anne Marie. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> mother's Day is coming. <laughs> well, that's right. Mother's is to get your Mother's Day stuff out, too, for yeah. sure. I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to the baby gifts category myself because one of my close friends just had a baby a week or two ago. Mine so. did, too. I bet they have the same oh. birthday. It was like last week. Yeah, I think... I can't, I'm terrible, I can't remember exactly. <laughs> I know I was at the zoo when he was born, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but he's he's adorable and um, very cute, and I'm certainly going to be keeping an eye out for gifts on what I can bring him, so, yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, Three Sprouts has some really cool, like, pop-up toy chests. Yeah. And some wall organizers, and I really yes. want to get those for my friend's house, too, because they're just really cute, and it would fit in with her decor. I've seen some of them. They have really fun safari animals, uh-huh. and it's very cute. Yeah. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, who creates really great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just those everyday celebrations. They really are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, mamas and their littles. They really just are for anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who are believers in effortless, stylish fashion, and who never show up empty-handed. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Okay, well now it's time to bring in our very special guest, Christy Forbes, SVP and Director of 41 Madison. Christy was kind enough to call in for our 
podcast so we could pick her brain about the tabletop industry. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be with you today. I know, and on our very first podcast, very special. Yes, it is. It's it's exciting. Yeah, so I know um, the New York Tabletop Show just concluded on Friday. It ran April 2nd through 5th, so I'm sure you're whew, taking a deep breath after that. Um, how how did the show go? What was it like? What was the energy? Well, the the energy of the show it it, it was great. Um, we had a bright, festive lobby, and it was designed by Flower School New York, and it was showcasing really stunning vases that was from several brands at 41 Madison. And the installation, lobby installation, it created a lot of um, Instagrammable moments. And um, we had a lot of engagement on social media because of it. Wow, I bet it was beautiful. Yeah. And it, then, it was. That's awesome. Um, and then I know, I mean, you mentioned a few things already, but I know you have a lot of new things going on, especially with um, some social campaigns as well. Um, what were some of the new things you had going on for that week? So we had our uh, tastemaker takeovers, and it has continued to be a success. And our tastemakers were from Rachel Ray, Everyday, Table and Dine, uh, Martha Stewart Weddings. And all of these influencers have been attending markets for years. So it was really interesting to see and hear you know, their different perspectives. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I know um, your Ask the Expert campaign, you said um, if people follow you on Instagram at 41 Madison, they can hear some of that, um, see some of those posts and kind of follow you along there as well, correct? Yeah, that was a new initiative for us, and it was Ask the Expert, and uh, this particular campaign, it garnered some really interesting questions um, from our customers and retailers. Uh, You can find the answers in a couple of days. We should have it posted on Instagram, but the questions were really interesting, and it it helped our, our retailers engage with the experts, and some of the questions that was interesting were, you know, how to incorporate florals at any budget. Um, in terms of decor and retail attainment, and then uh, what were some of the top new tabletop trends in terms of color, pattern, uh, finishes, and materials. And one question that was really interesting was, you know, the science and psychology. What is it behind uh, and why integrating florals to retail merchandising can affect consumer shopping decisions? So we're really excited to hear uh, and see more of the questions and then hear all of the answers. Wow, awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those answers, too. Um, How about any new exhibitors that you were especially excited about or any new collections that our readers should check out or our listeners? Yes, yeah, so we we did. We had a couple of um, uh, great expansions, showroom expansions. Uh, the Oneida Group expanded and took a space on the tenth floor. Uh, Raval expanded and took a space on uh, the nineteenth floor. And then Mepra actually took a new showroom on the twenty-second floor. And all of their showrooms looked looked amazing. Um, and as always, you know, we do have a lot of new introductions with our brands. And so some that 
stood out. Uh, absolutely loved uh, Haas Brothers' uh, collaboration with Lobjay, and then BIA launched a new home collection, and then Darby Angel. She she brought on the color uh, with her collections, and then it was really um, awesome because she introduced her collection with Kendra Scott, which I I love that accessory oh my line. Gosh, yes, yes, it's, it's beautiful. Be- it really is. Uh, and then Alessi debuted um, a new sculptural um, accents, or I'm sorry, debuted new sculpture accents. Uh, and then they also reinvented the way we think about lunchboxes. So that, that, was, that was really fun. Uh, and then Cambridge launched a new collection with Chef Robert Irvine, which, you know, um, uh, hospitality uh, plays a huge role here at 41 Madison. Many of our brands have hospitality brand, uh, lines. Uh, and the New Glass showcased their new collections from uh, Iris Appel collaboration. And then Rosenthal debuted a new Bauhaus collection, and it was kind of giving nod to their roots. Uh, and then let's see, I also oh, I absolutely loved Vista Allegra, and they debuted some uh, beautiful new Christian Lacroix pieces. So there was a, a lot of new introductions, so we it, it was very exciting. Yeah, oh my gosh, of course. Um, and I love that you mentioned um, sort of rethinking the lunchbox because, you know, consumers these days are looking not just for um, fashionable things in form, but for function too and, and for things to help them be more eco-friendly and financially responsible. Um, so I love that you kind of mentioned that trend. Um, are there any other trends that you noticed that our listeners should sort of, um, you know, think about when they're um, ordering for their customers? Yeah, sure. So some that that stood out, uh, there were a lot of gemstone-inspired patterns, and then black and white uh, in both modern and uh, traditional sense. Uh, And then I saw a lot of tropical motifs, um, palm leaves um, and botanicals. And then and many um, and many brands are introducing you know more casual lines. Um, And then we'll have a full scoop of all of our trends on our uh, post show trend report newsletter and we'll distribute that within the next few weeks uh through email to everyone awesome well it sounds great and we'll we'll also be sending out um a direct from market in the coming week kind of recapping the tabletop show um so our listeners can look for that as well and christy thank you so much it's always a pleasure we're again so excited that you were able to join us for our very first podcast add-on tales It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go. Okay, so as promised, we wanted to give a shout-out to a special part of the Woodstock Chimes story that we did for our backstory in March, April. So even though a lot of the backstory we printed about um, their 40th anniversary, you know, they've been successful for 40 years, how the founder got started, you know, the, the real origin story, and they really were a pioneer in, in that category um, in the market so long ago. Um, but there's also a really touching tale about their uh, Woodstock wind chime for autism. So the wind chime itself actually does feature that puzzle piece that you were talking about, Alex. Um, it's a multicolored puzzle piece that hangs in the middle of the wind chime. So it's just really colorful, but also symbolizes um, you know, autism mm-hmm. awareness. Um, and it's tuned to a melody from Mozart's Piano Concerto Number no. 21. 
Alex, I feel like you should have said that because it would have sounded really cool. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Mozart's Piano Concerto. <laughs> Mozart's Piano Concerto. Oh, man. <laughs> so that sounded way fancier. Sorry. Um, but what's really cool about the chime is that it actually has a specially designed clapper. So the sound itself has more soothing tones, oh, right, for the cool. autism community, which I, I read that and just thought that was so cool. Um, it's very thoughtful. It was just a step mm-hmm. beyond, you know. Yeah. Um, they were really thinking about it. I wonder how you make that it. to be more gentle. I wouldn't know the first thing about it. I know. Me neither. Um, so that was just really cool. And, of course, it was just them um, relating to that consumer base, the fact that, you know, people with um, autism – are typically more hypersensitive to sound so it's just really cool that they took that into account and just went that step further yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and of course studies have shown too that music therapy can really assist um, people with autism and the challenges that they have with that Um, but the cool part the uplifting part of the story so when they developed that wind chime it was actually inspired by several uplifting stories that were shared by their own customers And one story in particular was memorable about a boy named Tyler. So Tyler, he's from Toronto, Canada, and he knew the Woodstock chimes so well that, um, so the wind chimes are musically tuned, as we know, they play songs. And so when he would hear one, he could immediately identify you know, which wind chime it was and what it was playing. And he knew, like, all of their chimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of, I just thought that was a touching tale um, behind the product. Yeah. Um, So that's why they created the Woodstock Chimes for Autism. And 100% of the wholesale after-tax profits um, from the chime go to research and educational organizations focused on autism. How awesome is that? Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. So I was excited to share that extra little story about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what Tyler thinks of that chime in particular. Yeah. What I really love about that story is that, you know, Woodstock Chimes just listened to their customers. It shows how involved they are, why they've been successful. They're really adapting to their consumers, and I think that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And maybe that's why they've, in part, been successful for 40 years, because they've been adapting and, and listening um, to their customer base, which is something we encourage everyone to do, both on the retail and vendor side. Um, you know, we're always talking about know your customer and and that kind of thing so i think that's a really good example of that yeah absolutely all right well now it's time to close up shop thank you so much for tuning in don't forget to like subscribe leave us a five-star review and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time and we can't wait to see what's in store for next time on speaking of gifts